Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
tour. Our guests will arrive at about 1.45 or 2 uh, 2 p.m. Just for a brief 15-minute tour, we have a few people lined up, but please feel free, if you would care to do some of the up and down stairs legwork, please feel free to stay and give us an assist. Our vendor fair is set. It's this Saturday from 12 to 4. If you are a vendor, you should be here at 11 a.m. Men of Ebenezer, we need you to be here at about 9 to help with the setup. Again, our vendor fair this Saturday from 12 to 4. If you're a vendor, please be here at 11. If you're not, please stop by and support our vendors. Our yoga class is going strong on Tuesday from 10 to 11.30 a.m. If you have not joined already and you are interested, you may still come. Please just remember to sign the waiver before you enter the class and let your friends and family know that the class is free. If you need any more information, please see Brother Prentice first. Congratulations to Sister Jaconda Jefferson. She is our 2023 Women's Day Chairperson. We look, we look forward to her guidance. Women's Day is Sunday, October 8th. We will commence with a back-to-school cleaning of the church this week, beginning on Thursday and continuing for the rest of the month. If you have anything that you have left here or anything that was not cleaned out uh, in our last cleanup effort, please come and get it. It's left here and it appears to be junk, for lack of a better word, it will be disposed of. So, again, if you have something that you've left here, please come and get it. On August 17th, it's a Thursday, at 9 a.m., the SH Grand Board of the Northwood River District is hosting their last district meeting of the year. And the pastor would like for us to join him if possible. The conference is being held at Central Memorial Missionary Baptist Church at 249 North Kedzie. They will be serving breakfast at 8 and lunch at noon. So again, if you can, on August 17th, please join the pastor for the final meeting of the year of the Northwood River District. And finally, members, please continue to pursue your food handler certificate. I think right now we have about 15 or 16 members who have gotten their certificate. And please send me a copy of your certificate when you complete the course. Now, a hint, take notes while you're viewing the course because unlike the last time we did this, there is no course review at the end of the unit. So take notes. One of the things that mixes up many people are the different specific temperatures that food needs to be stored at. That's usually where people make their mistakes. Other than that, generally it's pretty easy. So take notes as you take 
the test. <laughs> if you're going to be serving food in any capacity once we get the kitchen up and running, you must have your certificate. There will be no passes. Again, please send me a copy of your certificate. Send it to church clerk at embcchicago.org. There's flyers out in the uh, lobby that have that information on there. Those are your announcements for this week. If you are viewing on social media, we invite you to share this service. If you are viewing in here, please remember to turn your device to silent. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Let church say amen. Just want to just underscore again the food handler's certificate because I know everybody likes to help in the dining room. And that's great, but you need to go through that course. It's for safety reasons and liability reasons. And it's just good to learn some new stuff. Amen. Also, we just want to just continue to underscore the import, the import of, of Vendor Fair this week. Amen. Come on, Ebenezer. Y'all need to be excited. People working too hard, too hard. Come on, come on, come on. Now, you can help. You can help. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You can help. Pick up some flyers on the way out today and make certain that you give them, send them to your friends, your neighbors, your relatives, acquaintances, co-workers, whomever. Take some of them flyers, pass them out. Uh, Deacon Mayberry will be here on Wednesday, I think, and he will be distributing some in the community. If anybody would like to join with him on that, uh, let's make this a success. Amen? He was here last week. And uh, he passed some out and uh, got a chance to meet some, some of the community, uh, those who live in the community. And they were excited about our vendor fair. Amen? And he also, he also got great comments and, uh, from members of the community who also were very excited about our renovation. They have noticed what is happening in and around Ebenezer. Amen? And that is because of your, your faithful stewardship. Amen. So let's continue the great work that God is giving, uh, helping us do and complete. At this time, we'd like to acknowledge all of our visitors here today. We know we have Brother Anthony Chase, who is here. He's sitting back there in the back. Just wave your hand, Brother Chase. Um, we have Isadora Lopez and Pedro Santos, both from Brazil. Welcome, 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 welcome. Um, we also have uh, Pat here. Uh, I keep forgetting the last sentence. What? Pat. I, we call Auntie Pat. So uh, uh, Rachel's mom. Rachel's mom is here. We're always happy to see Pat. I know it's center room. I can keep getting that mixed up. But Pat is one of Ebenezer. She's one of our, our faithful supporters. faithful supporter. She lives in Arizona. She had to get out for a minute because they got triple digit heat, but, but she's here today visiting family and we are excited that she's here and just want to say thank you to her because she is a faithful supporter of Ebenezer. Amen. 
Let's stand as we welcome each other and welcome our guests this morning. Let's put a smile on our face. Let's go shake somebody's hand. Let's go hug somebody's neck. Let's greet them with Jesus. Joy. Come on, you, if you are able, if you are able, if you are able, if you got activity of your limbs, let's stand. Let's greet one another with Jesus. Joy. Share this worship experience with your friends, relatives, 
shout out to our sister who brought invited two or three people this morning. That's what evangelism looks like. Friends, relatives, neighbors, acquaintances. Let's just say we all can participate, amen. And it's incumbent upon all of us to do our part. Amen. As we prepare now for the music ministry, just one other announcement. I, I read this a couple of Sundays ago, but I acknowledge um, uh, Sister uh, Tamara's grandson, who uh, is one of the recipients of our uh, congratulations class of 2023. Um, I believe I read that a couple of Sundays. Yeah. It was Sister Tara. Okay, so that was your nephew. Okay, well, we acknowledge receipt of his card. I read it a couple of Sundays ago, but we, but I am so grateful because I learned a long time ago at Ebenezer, it's always wise and good to say thank you. Because thank you makes room for more. And so to all of our young people who have said thank you to Ebenezer, everybody ain't done it. We acknowledge receipt of your thank you notes, and we wish you Godspeed in your days and weeks that lie ahead. God bless you. Yeah, 
Let the church say amen. We thank you again for your generosity and support. And we implore you to continue to support the work that has been given to our hands. I want to say congratulations to the Harris on 31 years. Is that right? 31 years? 32 years. He, he told me one. So I said, okay, all right, so it's two. Okay, I know. Yeah, it's 32. Okay, 32 years. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I know he's been the perfect husband, right? That's right. And she's been the perfect wife. Because marriage is easy, right? (laughs) But we congratulate you both. We congratulate you both. At this time, we're doing well with time. I promise Minister King is going to preach today, so I promise to myself that we're going to get him up at noon. We're going to get him up at noon so we can have a good assessment. <laughs> Amen. We it's prayer time. Amen. And we invite you to stand if you'd like. As you intercede on behalf of someone else. There's someone in your circle of influence that Amen. you want to stand and represent. Uh, we invite you to stand. And if you don't have anybody, you can stand for yourself. Because we all stand in need of prayer. We're praying for uh, one of our own. We're praying for Betty Brooks, who wants to stay on the prayer list, who's in rehab for five more weeks. We're praying for Sister Betty Brooks. Uh, also, we're praying for Lindsay Mayfield, Marguerite Jones. We're praying for Brother Rob Martin. We're praying for Doris Robinson. Deacon Chester Coleman, at least Grant, Alfred Moore, Al and Mary Burton, Mary Sumter, Shirley Alexander Anderson, Sarah Phillips, Mary Alexander, Reverend James Thompson, Bernetta Pearson, Michael Jones Jr., Ernestine Rowe, lifting up Lily Turner, Myrtle Gunn, Terrell Blevins, Sadie Turner, Leonard Tomer, Willie Windham, Brendan Charles McLaughlin, John Lewis, Monica Purnell, Willie Mae Davis, lifted up Arlene and Jackson, Beverly Bogus, Mayosha Spragans, Rhonda Brown, Jack Spinks, Virgiline Daniels, we're praying for me, Stevenson, Laura Cottonwell, Maisie Jordan, Aaron McCray, Irma Johnson, Edgar, Shanita Johnson, Latrice Jones, Maxine Olsen, Marita Payton, Joseph Harris, James Simmons Jr., Jennifer Ward, Tasha McShann, Irene Brown, Sean Hart, Linda Mayfield, Marlene Cohen, Nikita Franklin, Randy Estes, Marvin Locke, continue to pray for Vivian Peake and family, Children of Coma Hospital. Alexis Cobb, Sydney Cobb, Wanda Kimbrough, and Odell Boyd. Every time we read this list, 
one will conclude that there's a lot of names on the list. And you can look at it a couple of ways. You can you look at it one way and say there's a lot of folks on the list, and that's true. Or you can look at it this way and say there are a lot of folks that believe in the power of prayer. There's a lot of people that believe that prayer changes things. There's a few witnesses on this list that know that prayer can make a difference. And so we don't mind calling these names. I know some folks say sometimes they're the same name, but that's okay because they believe in the power of prayer. And we're standing because we do have a testimony about the power of prayer. So we lift these names today. Won't you join me in prayer? Eternal God, our Father, we are grateful to have this privilege to call upon your name as we ask for you to intercede on behalf of these names in which we have lifted today. God, we ask that you would come by here, oh God, and see about their circumstances, oh God, whatever they stand in need of, oh God. We ask, oh God, that you and only you would meet them at the point of their need. If they're looking for healing, we ask, oh God, touch them. If they're looking for restoration, touch them, oh God. If they're looking for financial blessing, touch them, oh God. If they just want their name as a testament, a praise report, bless them right now, oh God. Bless them and keep them, oh God, in the hollow of your hand, God. Come before you also, God, in this prayer, thanking you, thanking you, thanking you for your continued favor, for your continued mercy, for your continued grace. Thank you, O oh God, for the doors that you keep on opening up for us, for the ways in which you are making for us, O oh God. God, I lift up those who are assembled here in person and online, oh God. God, you know what they stand in need of. You know why they came today, oh God. We pray right now, oh God, that you would meet that need indeed. God, we want to grow closer. We want to grow closer, oh God, as we continue to give and do this work that you've given to our hands. Help us, oh God. To always lead forward as we seek to hear your voice and seek your guidance. Help us to know, God, that everything that we're doing, oh God, it ain't us doing it. It's you making a way. It's you opening doors. We're just mere vessels being used by thee. And so, God, we thank you for this privilege to serve you for such a time as these. Continue to bless our efforts. Bless this church, oh God. Bless us as we seek to evangelize this community, particularly this coming weekend for our vendors, oh God. Let us not just be so excited about the shopping, but let us be excited about the possibility to win boys and girls, men and women for Christ. We thank you, God. We lift now this prayer upon the wings of the Lord. Place it to thy feet. For the all white house we pray for, say we do pray. 
and all God's people said, Amen. You may be seated in his presence. Had some hills to climb. I had some weary days. And some lonely nights. When I look around. And when I think it's over, all of my good days are out of the way.
Some of it is inability to move beyond, come on now, what we are today. Come on now, how many of us are still sitting around sulking and mad about something that happened to us 15 and 20 years ago? How many folks are still carrying burdens? Watch this. The folks that you mad at don't even know why you mad at them. Nor do they care. You, you the one losing sleep, and they sleeping like babies every night. But nevertheless, Ebenezer, I'm here to tell you today that no matter what the walls are in your life, God is sufficient in all things. You see, the God who has brought you this far on the way did not bring you this far out of the wilderness just to leave you. For somebody sitting here this morning, you're standing on the edge of your promised land. Okay, let me help you. See, your, your eyes may not be able to see it, but set your spirit to receive it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You, you can be on the edge of a breakthrough, on the edge of your victory, and on the brink of receiving the fullness and the promises of God, but your walls are in the way. But I want to help you this morning, Ebenezer, the walls are about to come down. Uh-huh. As we look at the text, the text is when we just go stick strictly to the text, uh, we find the Israelites in the same position as some of us. Mm. You see, they're standing on the edge of their promised land, and finally, after their years of bondage, finally, after facing the Red Sea, finally, after wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, and after losing their leader, Moses, generations after the promises of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and after the periods of trial and tribulation and travail, now they're standing on the edge of a breakthrough. But there's a catch. Read the scripture. There's a catch. See, there's a bit of a snag in the process of the promise. You see, even though, watch this, they call a glimpse of the promised land, in spite of the fact that the place of their victory is just around the corner, they still can't touch it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, 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 there is a wall that is an issue. There is a wall that's separating them, watch this now, from the fulfillment of the promise. Yeah. A wall that is hindering them from moving from where they are right now to the place that God has called them to be. Now, 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 can I, can I just help real quick? Some, some of our walls are not physical. See, the Bible's talking about a physical wall right here in this scripture, but some of us are carrying some mental walls. We named them earlier. You're walking around with bitterness in your heart. You're walking around with unforgiveness in your heart. You're walking around with depression. You're walking around because somebody discouraged you, so, so now you just want to isolate yourself behind this wall. But Joshua and the children of Israel, well, they were on the conquest, watch this now, to gain the promised land, the land that had been promised to them way before they were even born. The land that they had to overcome and conquer, they even had to push the obstacles out of their way. <clears throat> I wonder, saints, I wonder, I wonder how many of us have found ourselves in similar situations that we recognize that God has spoken some promises to us, but yet we still find ourselves facing the very walls that are stopping us from getting to where God wants us to go. We find ourselves facing a gap that needs to be bridged. There's some growth that needs to take place. There's some strongholds that need to be torn down. There's a wall that needs to be removed that's stopping us from receiving the God and the victory and the place that he has set for us to do. 
So the question, so the question becomes, how do we remove the walls? How do we overcome the obstacles? How do we position ourselves to receive all that God desires for us? And how do we move these things out of the way? Well, the scripture tells us in verse 2 that the Lord said unto Joshua, he said this, he said, see, S-E-E. He said, see, I have given into thine hand Jericho. The word see is an interesting word right there. Watch this. It brings me to my very first point, and that point is this. We must develop our spiritual eye. Oh, Coco, let me help you. You got to develop your spiritual eye. What are you saying, preacher? You got to tell flesh to get out the way. Because sometimes your human eye will fool you. Uh-huh. See, understand, oh God, let me help you. I'm preaching to myself. Understand, when God brings this conversation up with Joshua, God, want, God wants him to see the situation with his spiritual eye. He's not asking him to see it through his physical eye. He's not asking him to evaluate the situation based on what he can touch or based on what is tangible. He's asking him to elevate, watch this, elevate and evaluate based not on what seems reasonable. Because, see, when it seems reasonable, it seems easy. Or if it seems difficult to the eyes, then the brain can't imagine overcoming said obstacle. But, see, it's through spiritual eyes that even we're, when we're in the midst of the worst pressure, even when it looks like all hope and hell is breaking loose, even when it looks like there is no help, we recognize that the Lord is still on our side. So Ebenezer, here stands Joshua overlooking the city of Jericho. You know, Jericho, the city that he and Caleb, along with ten other spies, had looked at 40-some-odd years ago. The same Jericho that the children of Israel had decided they would be unable to conquer. You know, Jericho that had the two walls that encompassed the city. Can I help you? Y'all know the story about the spies. They sent them to, to, to go check out the place. And, and as soon as they came back, the first thing they said, we'll never make it. Ain't no way we can take that place. They got giants and all. First, first they talked about all the good stuff. Oh, they got these grapes the size of this and this and that. And that. But then they said, but they got some giants over there. And they got some big, strong, they got armies and everything else. We will never be able to take them out. But see, that's what happens when you look at stuff with your naked eye. When God tells you something, you got to see it in the spirit. Okay, all right. You know Jericho. Jericho is this fortified, according to the word now, this fortified, impregnable city. And now God is saying, see, I have given Jericho into thy hand. So God is doing, watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this. God is saying, Joshua, have faith. Uh-huh. He, he's saying, Joshua, I have spoken a promise to the people of Israel, and in this moment, I'm about to make good on my word. Mm. Real simple, real easy. This brings me right to my second point. I'm going to be up here long. My second point is this. You've got to be willing to put your faith in action. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Let me say that again. you got to be willing to put your faith in action. See, we can talk about faith all day long. See, I got faith that I'm going to eat when this service is over. I, I do. I have really, I got a good faith. 
But if I sit here and just wait on God to bring it to me, I promise y'all I'll be on lost 20 pounds by next Sunday. Because see, if I got faith that God's going to do it, I didn't have to put that into what? Action. Come on, let's get back to the scripture. When you look at the scripture, one would suspect that when God gives an order like that, an order simply to march around the wall day after day, that there would be some objections and that somebody would, would, would think, that, okay, this sounds a little crazy. But see, here's the interesting thing here. The thing is that the Israelites were not afraid to trust God. Ah, they, they weren't afraid to trust God to do a new thing. Watch this, watch this. And I just have a few questions for the saints in the room. How many of us are afraid to let God do a new thing in our lives? Oh, okay, okay. How many of us are afraid to let God do a new thing in your situation? Yet many of us, when God starts speaking, when God starts trying to do a new thing in our lives, we get the case of the stiff neck. We get the case of the lead foot. We get the case of, I don't want to do that, or we've never done it like that before. So rather than move forward, we would rather sit in or sit on what we've already done. Mm. You see, it, it, it's, as though we, we, it's as though somehow we, we believe that the same God that was at the beginning of creation, and that was able to speak light into darkness, the same God that was able to bring order out of chaos, the same God that was able to speak to the Red Sea and open it up so the Israelites could cross on dry land, that somehow the same God that loves us so much, he would number even the hairs on our head, that somehow the same God that loved us so much, he sent his only begotten son so that he could die for you and for me. The same God that raised his same son on the third day with all power in his hands, that somehow the same God is suddenly unable to perform miracles. How? Did we forget that God is bigger than our situations? Did we forget that God is bigger than anything that we can throw at him? But see, we refuse to move on with what God says as if he's not the Alpha and the Omega. We forget that he is the beginning and the end. He's the author and finisher of our faith. Because, see, church, we allow fear to creep in and, 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 and uncertainty to paralyze us. And then what that does is it limits our ability to receive what God has planned for us. God has told us that he would give us the desires of our hearts. He has told us that he would never leave us nor forsake us. He has told us that he is our strength and our refuge. Yet we act as if he is not omnipresent, omniscient, and omnipotent, and that he has not charted the path of our lives and ordained a victory for us. Sometimes we refuse to move out of our comfort zone. Because we don't know where our feet don't land, so we'd rather just stand where we are, and we refuse to move. But the Bible says, come on now, that the steps of a good man okay, are ordered by the Lord. And I'm here to tell you this morning that God is ready to do a new thing in your life, but it starts with you moving on where he tells you to go. It starts with you believing, watch this, that no weapon formed against you. Shall prosper. It starts with you believing that greater is he that is in the world. Oh God, I'm not. It starts in working right here that if, if God be for you, who can be against you? Come on, watch this. The Bible says in, in, in Romans chapter 8, in all things, we are more than conquerors. Through him that loves us, I am neither persuaded. Eh? 
that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things past, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. In order to bring down walls in our lives, people, we must develop a preemptive praise attitude. You see, the scripture tells us that the Israelites were doing as God commanded and were going around the wall for the seventh time on the seventh day. And God commanded on the seventh time that the priest let out a blast of the trumpets. Now, let me clarify something. This interesting thing about trumpets, you know this, the trumpets that the priest was sounding were not the trumpets to announce the battle. No, 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 no. See, these were the same trumpets that were used in worship, watch this now, to signify that the presence of the Lord was in the place. Yeah, 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 yeah. These were the trumpets of Jubilee. Okay, watch this. Come on now. Well, then, see, there's a difference uh, at, at the time that the trumpets of Jubilee, watch this, they began to sound and the walls were still standing. Okay, watch this. The trumpets began to sound and the walls were still standing. Yeah. The shouts that went up were a preemptive praise. Uh, they started praising God before the thing did what it was supposed to do. Okay, okay. They had an attitude of, I'm going to praise God in advance. The shouts went up not because the victory had already been won, but the shouts went up because the Israelites understood that the battle was not there. It was the Lord. See, their praising began, watch oh God, their praising began not because they had fulfilled the promise, but the praise went up in recognition that God had already spoken the promise and that his word was about to come true. Mm. He, see, these Israelites recognized that he, his word goes out and it was not returned void. The praises went up in recognition of the fact that no matter how things might look from the outside, that God had already ordered their steps, and he had shown them without question that all the promises of God in him are yea and amen. And as all, all the shots went up, when the shots went up, the walls fell flat. I told you I wasn't going to be a bit long. I, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but somebody in here needs to know that the walls in your lives are about to come down. See, you've been making pro progress by living in the Spirit. You've been making progress, watch this, by praying in the Spirit. You've been believing the Word of God and advancing your spiritual victory. But now it looks like you may have come up against the wall. But let me tell you something about walls. If God can make them fall down, why are we crying and complaining? If God can put the wall down, why are you sitting in unbelief? The unbelief is one of those things that, 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 that keeps us separated from God. It pushes us into to, to, to places of, of depression. and It pushes us into corners where, where we sometimes can't see. That, that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to keep you separated. He wants to keep you unbelieving that this great thing is, is, is possible. Can I bring it home real quick? Nobody, I can tell you right here, now, I'm just, I, I can't speak for all y'all, but nobody in here believed that the city of Chicago would give us a grant just short of a hundred of a million dollars. That they would just say, oh, here y'all, y'all got it, here you go. But see, faith and action. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Faith 
and action. Yeah, they called and said, hey, have you heard about this grant? I said, no, hold on, let me tell the pastor. Here it is. We moved on it. Faith in action. Okay, all right, all right, all right. You have to recognize that the conditions you're in are not limited to just what you can see. We have to recognize that the conditions that we are surrounded by are not limited to what we can see because the Lord is taking us where he wants us to go. The walls of unbelief, the walls of fear, the walls that are hindering you from your promised land. I wish I just, just do me one favor, I promise I won't bother you no more. Just look at your neighbor, just find a neighbor, find a neighbor, find a neighbor, and tell them your deliverance is in your praise. Okay, find another neighbor, because they didn't look like they believed you. Tell them your deliverance is in your praise. See, we have a point in our lives that we can no longer sit silently and let the enemy just run free. The reason why the streets of Chicago is crazy as they are is because we've been sitting on our praise and giving God glory for too they're not giving him glory for too long. Watch this. I promise you, and I still believe this from the bottom of my heart. If every church in this city at an appointed time would leave our comfortable spaces. Flood the streets of Chicago all at the same time. I feel like Joshua not going around the building. It flood the streets of Chicago at the same time. Every criminal, every drug dealer, every car thief, every burglar, everyone would have to bow down and give God some glory. If we just went out there and start lifting up the name of Jesus.
so many times we feel like we don't have anything to praise God for. But you and I got something we can praise God for. You ought to praise Him, but can't nobody.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.